You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 194, with Armando Cruz. Today we're talking about experiences. Well, amongst other things, we're talking about experiences. What are your most outrageous and exciting experiences? Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community. And today we are talking with the connoisseur of experiences. I have never heard anybody refer to themselves as the connoisseur or a connoisseur of experiences, but Armando Cruz, our featured guest today, certainly fits that description. And while we're talking about that, you know, In order to be an abundant leader, a man of abundance, a person of abundance, you have to experience life, man. You have to experience as much as you possibly can. And it doesn't take a lot to experience a lot of experiences, to create experiences for for yourself and your family. I mean, you can do stuff right in your own backyard. I mean, literally in your backyard. But you can also do stuff in your community. You can travel outside the community, and if you have the means, or should I rephrase that in that you can create the means, once you make a decision that you want to travel outside the United States, if you haven't done that already, travel outside your country, wherever it is that you're living, because I know Men of Abundance, last I checked, is downloaded in 63 countries, which blows my mind, but if you have not traveled outside of your country, then make a decision to do that, put it on the calendar, and just, it it will blow your mind what will manifest once you start planning it. Don't worry about how it's going to happen. Just make a decision that it's going to happen, put it on the calendar, and start taking action towards that. But again, you don't have to travel outside your country to experience amazing things. But I encourage you to listen to this conversation and get excited about all of the things that you can do to experience life for yourself and your family. And you know what? As far as I'm concerned, these conversations, listening to these conversations on Men of Abundance and other shows like it is an experience in itself. You feel that excitement every time you listen to one of these conversations. Did you know, and this is absolutely scientifically true, you can look this up. Did you know that your mind knows no difference between imagination and reality? When you are sitting and you call it meditation, whatever it is, but when you sit and you imagine yourself, say, for instance, you imagine yourself on a roller coaster and you really put yourself in that experience or you imagine yourself skydiving, what's going to happen in your mind is your mind is going to start manifesting the feelings and you're going to start feeling those feelings within your body, whatever it is that you think that is. Now, I've found that people that have not been skydiving before, they think they know what the feeling is going to be like and they have absolutely no idea because they have not experienced it. Nonetheless, you're going to experience that sensation, whatever it is, that sensation of falling. And literally, your palms are going to start sweating. You're going to start feeling nervous. You're going to, you know, whatever it is that you you manifest, you might even start shaking if it scares the crap out of you. When you start thinking about some sort of food that you like, think about right now biting in, you have this lemon and you wash it off and you cut the lemon in half and you look at the lemon and you put the lemon close up to your lips and you just start biting down on the lemon and you can taste the lemon peel and then the juices of the lemon start getting into your mouth. And right now, as you're doing that, your, your, your lips are puckering up. Your mouth is getting all dried up and all puckered up. That You're not even biting into a lemon, but you're feeling that right now. That is proof. Those are two examples proving right now, right here in front of you, that your mind knows no difference between imagination and reality. I say that because you can experience a lot by reading books and you can experience a lot by listening to podcasts and even listening to music. But once you get out and actually experience something like the idea of I was talking about the skydiving, 
everybody I've talked to who have never skydived, but they have considered it or they say, no way. I tell them, well, describe to me what you think the feeling would be like. And they're absolutely 100% incorrect because they've never skydived. They've only have an idea of what they think it would be like to go skydiving. I'm not going to get into exactly what the feeling is because I can describe it, what skydiving is, and I have a great analogy to do that, but I don't want to do that right now during the show. That might be for something else, but um, maybe I'll do that on my Facebook Live in our um, Men of Abundance community. I'll do that uh, probably this weekend. So go check out the Men of Abundance community, men only. Uh, Go check that out. All that being said, other people want to experience these conversations. Other people need to experience these conversations. So don't be, uh, don't have a scarcity mindset and hold on to this information. Have an abundance mindset and share men of abundance with everyone that you come in contact with. And again, I briefly mentioned it, but men, you can get access. If you're not, if you're listening to this right now and you're not already a member of the Men of Abundance community on Facebook, then go to menofabundance.com, click on the members only tab at the top of the page and request access. I just ask a couple real quick questions just to make sure that you're right for the team or you're right for the group and I'll give you access. No big deal. And then watch the video pinned at the top of the uh, uh, page there uh, of the group so that you kind of understand what the purpose of it is. And if it's not for you, no big deal. Jump back out. But um, we're going to be having a bunch of conversations in there about these conversations that we're having here. This is where we continue the conversation from the podcast. All right, that's enough of my babbling. Let me introduce you to our featured guest today. Armando Cruz, as I already mentioned, is a connoisseur of experiences. He's a husband, father, adventurer, author, ultra marathoner, lifestyle, physical therapist, and legacy coach. Armando helps growth-minded married men live happier, more connected, and fulfilling lives with his immersive coaching program to help men show up powerfully in their marriage, in their health, in their business, and in their purpose. Armando's unique approach helps strip away the clutter both internally and externally that is stopping men from showing up daily as the greatest and grandest version of who they are for themselves, for their family, and their legacy. He is the creator of the Cleanse and Renewal Program, the Modern Man Virtual Summit, and the Rich Man Experience. That's R-I-C-H hyphenated Rich Man Experience. He is the co-owner of Cruise Country Fitness and Physical Therapy with his wife, Kristen. Armando has climbed mountains, run over 50 miles in a day in swamps filled with snakes and alligators, has lived out of his car, and has rollerbladed and surfed in hurricanes, but his biggest adventure has been fatherhood. He is the proud dad of three amazing children and has been married for 10 years to his beautiful wife, Kristen. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Armando Cruz. Armando, welcome to Men of Abundance, man. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Man, it is my pleasure. It really is. I really dig what you have going on. When Brandon introduced you and I, uh, you know, virtually introduced us <laughs> through email and stuff, um, I took a look at what you was doing and absolutely, man, you really got some good stuff going on. Well, I appreciate it. I'm excited to share it. Excellent. Where are you at in the world? I'm down in Miami, Florida. Miami, so Florida. <laughs> yeah, I like Miami. I mean, I've I've been down there a couple of times, um, not for any extended period of time, just like a day or so. So before we get too much into the show, I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude, man. What do you have to be grateful for today? My wife. I'll be honest. Without her, I mean, I mean, my story. There, there are different points in my life where I call inflection points. And hopefully I'll get to share some of that today. But um, there was a, my wife really had a big impact in the way uh, our life has turned out because of her courage. So I, I'm, I'm excited to share that. So before we got started here, I went a little bit over about what it is that you have going on. But I like to ask this question, and that is, how would you describe yourself, Armando? I like to describe myself as a connoisseur of experiences. That's That's kind of... It wraps it up. I I thrive on curiosity and adventure, and um, you know I believe that if we focused on what I call adventure, there's there's so much more possibility and growth that that can happen in our lives because 
it becomes a new frame which to view the world that is coming from abundance as opposed to scarcity. So I'm a big believer in experiences and constantly asking myself, how can I, how can I make this experience an adventure? Yeah, and that fits right in with the whole theme of the Men of Abundance podcast and the whole community and everything because I'm always saying collect experiences, not stuff. And goodness, when you talk about experiences, I mean, you've rollerbladed and surfed in hurricanes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, reading through your bio, it's just so much stuff that you've done. And through those experiences, what have you learned from all of those different experiences that you, you think you probably wouldn't have learned or had an opportunity to grow otherwise? I, I would say that I, I guess the biggest thing I've learned is is that curiosity always leads to um, to clarity. And the reason I say that is because or or perhaps a a new clarity. Um, when you go out seeking, you're finding, right? If you seek, you shall find <laughs> yeah, as it yeah. goes, right? Mm -hmm. and if and I, I think there's too in today's day and age, there's too many men that are just compliant or complacent really with it and they don't ask the why or the how or the you know the questions that we ask are directly proportional to the quality of life that we live and questions are a form of curiosity and that's that to me is a thing that I've that I've realized is that each one of these adventures is a question in the form of the physical right yeah. It, it allows you to question your current reality when you're, you know, dropping in on on a wave during a hurricane. It 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 questions your your reality when you're, you know, flying twenty some miles down the street, you know, uh, on rollerblades because you've made a huge sale, and I'm, you know, flying down the street with my father, uh, you know, doing that, and that experience is completely opens up and shifts it. You know, when I'm running. 50, 60, 100 miles in the trails or in the swamps and pain continues to chip away at you and revealing kind of your truth as opposed to, you know, the front that that's easy to show up and share with the world. It kind of strips you of that. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about these adventures and these 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 experiences. They 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 help me stay true and honest to myself and remind me of what I need to be sharing with this world and how I need to be showing up. Yeah. And, you know, in, in my experience as well, with all of the different experiences as I go into something new, something that I've never engaged in before, and even when I'm seeking something and actively trying to seek something, the cool thing about it is, and it's cool to me anyway, is that I end up finding things that I didn't expect to find. I find things about, I, I'm like, you know, I never imagined that I would like doing that. Or I find out I don't like doing that type of thing. Um, and along the way, I meet cool people um, who have other experiences that I might consider or even just, you know, put back into my Rolodex of, of uh, people to connect with later or connect somebody else with type of thing. So my point is, is when you go out and do all these different experiences, guys, and you experience new things, something that you've never done before, never even considered, you're going to find something that you never even thought of at all. I, that's been my experience every time. What do, what do you think, Armando? I, I agree. And one point that I, that I want to draw out that, that you mentioned was, I think it's just as important as going through experiences to find the things that you don't like as the things that you really love. And I think that's one of the big issues is that there's a lot of men sitting on the sidelines trying to figure out what they like as opposed to experiencing things and then deciding whether they like it or not. Mm -hmm. And the difference is, one, you are a, an observer. You're part of the audience. The other one, you're, you're, parti you're a participant. Mm -hmm. And yeah. as a participant, you now have more control. And knowing what you don't like, knowing what doesn't thrill you, is just as clarifying as what does because it, it, it eliminates an option for you to go down in the future. If you really don't like it, you know that you don't even have to go that way. You can say, mm -hmm. you know what? I've done that. Let me start heading in this other direction that I haven't explored and see what, see what comes out. So 
I'm a big believer in in the good and the bad. They both teach you just as much, and oftentimes the bad or the really uncomfortable ends up teaching us more. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Life is not a spectator sport, man. <laughs> get out there and get in it. And, you know, they always say, if how do you know you don't like it if you don't try it? And that's what you just said is exactly right as far as I'm concerned, and I dig it. It's great advice, a great way to live your life as well. And, you know, those of us who have multiple experiences and those who don't even have that many experiences, everybody is nobody's immune to the kick in the gut moment. But what happens after that kick in the gut moment is what makes the biggest difference in people's lives time and time again. And we've had so many stories here on Men of Abundance. I'd like to hear your story. What is one of your biggest kick in the gut moments that really took you to your knees? And share that story with us and really make us feel that. Sure. So this happened about four years ago. And, you know, let me set the stage. Let me set the context for this. I about, well, so what, four years ago is, so I've been married at that point for about seven, seven years. I have three, I have two kids. At that point, my wife is pregnant with a third child. I have a fitness and physical therapy studio that that is going great. You know, I spend a lot of time with my family. We take vacations. We have a house. You know, we don't have luxury cars, but we have nice cars that, that, that work fine. You know what I'm saying? Like from the outside, everything seemed to be right. Yet there was something missing inside. I don't know if as you're listening to this, you've ever felt like, You've gotten to a point in your life, and the question that goes through your mind is, is that all there is? Mm. Like, and, and then there is a certain um, embarrassment that, that, that you feel along with that because you're like, look at all these things I have to be grateful for. How could I not be happy? How could I not feel fulfilled when I have all these great things in my life? And that's, that's where I found myself. I found myself feeling like, is that all there is? I felt like there was something more that I wasn't capturing. And it wasn't that I, it wasn't more money that I was searching. I felt like there was just something missing, like there was a hole somewhere and it was causing me a lot of pain and it was sending me down a really dark path. In fact, it got me to a point where I almost destroyed my business. I fell into um, what I call a, a less than normal state for me, which I would say is a depressed state than normal. I wouldn't say I was clinically depressed, but essentially I would leave work early. I was turning down clients. I stopped marketing the business and I would sleep for four to six hours in the middle of the day and I just didn't feel like doing anything. I felt lost. I felt um, like I felt like I didn't know which way I was going. And I, I don't know, maybe you can relate, maybe your, your, your listeners can relate, that, that feeling of hopelessness. And that's where I found myself. I was in, in the throes of that with my wife pregnant with our third child. And at this point, I was essentially burying the business into the ground that we now start getting into financial debt. We now start digging in, digging a deeper hole. And my wife is now getting really concerned. She's getting really concerned because you know, she doesn't know what to do. And she told me, she says, listen, I can't help you anymore. I don't know what to do, but something's got to change. And around that time, my, uh, my coach reached out to me. I've been working with him off and on. And he shared with me about a, a retreat he was having in Thailand. And he invited me to go out there. And he said, listen, I think this would be really helpful for you. And after kind of hearing what it was about and what he was doing, and I trust him, um, I told my wife about it. And we couldn't afford it. You know, at the time, you know, just a ticket over there was easily like $2,000. Yeah, at least. The retreat itself was like $7,000. This mm -hmm. is all money we did not have. Okay. And my wife looked at me at the time, and this is the part at the beginning when you said gratitude this is one of those moments that I, that I clearly remember. And she looked at me and she said, do you think this is what you need to help you move forward? Do you think this is what's going to help you kind of break through this and, and, and execute what 
what I know you to be able to execute. And at that point, I truly believe that, yes, I did. And I said, yes. And she said, well, then you need to do it. You need to do this, um, not for you, but for us. Because whether you like it or not, this baby is coming. And I need you to be the man, the husband, the father that I know you to be. I need you to be the provider that I know you to be because we can't continue down this path and I don't know how else to help you. So you have to go. And that just like blew me away. You know, I remember looking at my wife and when she, when she, when she said that to me, I remember feeling like a deep sense of awe. Because my wife is the type of person that she's, I'm the one that always comes up with these crazy ideas. And her first instinct is to always say no. But this was different. Mm. And let alone the fact that she's several months pregnant at this point. And if you've ever met a, a pregnant woman, a, a pregnant woman, uh, mm. you understand that there is uh, there's a good chance that there the hormones could be could be kicking in and 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 acting in ways that perhaps may not be favorable a little bit <laughs> so, irrational at times yeah. yes <laughs> so for for her to kind of be able to put that aside and say then this is what you need to do for us and essentially challenge me to be the man that I that that she knows me to be and wants me to be said a lot said a lot and it, and it, and it sent a, a really clear message to me that I needed to do this. Now the other big issue with this was my son was going to be born around that same time of the of the of the retreat. So not only was she, you know, did we have to deal with uh being able to try to figure out how to afford this she basically was saying that it is more important for me to show up as the provider, as the man, as the husband, as the father, than it was for me to be there during the birth. She goes, I want you to be there, but I need you to be here, present, mm -hmm. the way I know you to be for the rest of our lives. And if this means you missing the birth, then I'm willing to have that happen. And that was that was like a big shock because obviously neither one of us wanted me to not be there. I mm. wanted to be there. Mm. I loved my kids, and I and I every birth I absolutely loved it. It turns out I I you know I ended up going to Thailand. Because it was in Thailand, so I'm halfway across the world. It takes almost an entire day to get there. And I go through this retreat. And what I realize is that there's nothing wrong with my business. In fact, I realized how many people I'm serving and how much I love it. But I also realized a few other things. I realized where I got a lot more clarity on truly what my values were to help guide me and not distract me from everything. And I realized that I wanted to serve men on a deeper level. I wanted, and specifically, to serve men like myself, who were married, who were entrepreneurs, and who valued family, and was trying to figure out all this stuff between how do you show up in your family, how do you show up in your marriage, how do you show up in your business, in your health, in the way you want to impact this world in a way that truly creates and allows you to live out that legacy that inspires you. And I had the benefit of creating that kind of program, the program that I wish I would have had before I kind of fell into the slump while I was there in Thailand. And before I forget, because this is a part, I share this story often, but I always forget, I did make it back in time Three days later, my son was born, so I did not miss the birth of my son. 
<laughs> just to Man. set the record straight. <laughs> How awesome is that? How awesome is that? Look, guys, there's so much that comes out of this story right here that I want to go back and kind of recap on. Number one, first and foremost, you had a coach who cared. You had a coach who, and, and you know, there's various relationships between coach and, and their client. That's my experience and with, with my coaches, my personal coaches, and those that I coach. And sometimes they're a personal really close personal relationship, but many times they're not. They're they're a coaching relationship. They're a guy or a girl who is a man or a woman who is going to be there to tell you what you don't want to hear, um, but need to hear and, and also need to act on. So your coach told you about this retreat that was going to cost $7,000, $2,000 about to get there. Let's say $10,000 that you did not have. On top of the fact that your child was going to be born at that time. And guys, this is a little sidetrack here. I talk to fathers all the time. And even though fathers say, I'm home every day, I go home and I'm with my family. And I, yeah, but what do you do when you get home? You walk in the door, you grab a beer from the fridge, you go sit down in your man cave or in the living room and you watch the game. How is that being there with your kids? So, and maybe that wasn't exactly your situation, but the fact of the matter is you weren't there the way your wife knew you could be there for her and the kids. And you knew that. Right. So it it just goes deeper and it just keeps going. So what specifically at this retreat was it that that brought that out in you? Uh, You shared a little bit about what you realized about, you know, what was going on in your business and yourself. But what specifically really was it about the retreat that really made you come out and realize all of this um just a different process that he that he took us through um i mean first of all it's set in a gorgeous location um he he really emphasized us to take advantage of the environment as we were kind of working through some of these exercises that he was going through and one of them i i would say the the one that had the greatest impact well, actually, the two that had the greatest impact were me getting more clear on my values and in a very unique way. Um, and then the other one was writing my eulogy. And I actually write about it in my book, the 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 power that it had for me. And even now, reading it, like if I read it, I can read it to myself, but if I read it out loud, I have yet to be able to read it out loud without kind of getting emotional about it every single time because I wrote the eulogy in multiple ways. I wrote it from the, from the perspective as if my son, my oldest son was, was, was sharing the eulogy and I wrote one as if my wife was doing it. And every single time it kind of, it moves me so much to read it as if, if I was gone this is what I would love for them to say. And now I have the rest of my life to ensure that those are the kinds of things that they say. And what did that do for you writing your eulogy? It gave me, you know, what is it? Stephen Covey that says, begin with the, with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. You know, at, at least from in this world, that's it. You know, once, once we're gone, we're gone, right? Um, whatever your beliefs are after the fact, at least in this world, once you're gone here, you're gone. So that's the end. So it, it makes it takes you all the way to the end and makes it very real. The fact that we live a finite life. And that's what gives it value too, though, is the fact that it doesn't go on forever. And so how do you live your greatest and grandest and most fulfilled life serve as many people as you can in that finiteness of that is that is your life yeah yeah that's extremely powerful i recently listened to the book um tuesdays with maury and there's a movie about it as well have you read that or listened to it i have not oh my mom really liked it i remember my mom read it yeah it was recommended to me by another guest and i'd heard of the movie for quite some time and the author um, narrates the, he reads the book 
I, pref- I, I recommend the audio because at the end and at the beginning, he, he clarifies a few questions that he's had over the years. And at the end is some actual recordings of their actual conversation with uh, mm. Maury and the author. And um, just amazing. But one thing that Maury says that they talk about in the book is learning how to die to learn how to live. And it's so profound. That's why I asked because he talked about that, writing his eulogy and how how much it helped him in his process of dying because he was dying from um, Lou Gehrig's disease, <clears throat> from ALS. And I have a, a close friend who actually is uh, dealing with that as well. So it was very close to me anyway uh, already. But yeah, it's very, very powerful to do something like that. And especially in doing it in a group of uh, other men or other people where you can process a lot of that stuff, I think is also important as well. And I also take my clients through uh, and guys that I work with through their values and realizing what their values are so that they have that base point to work off of. It's extremely powerful. So what are some, you know, now that you're working with men, and goodness, thank you so much for doing that because there's a huge need for what you do. And I thank you for that. That being said, what are some good news stories that have come out so far from you uh, working with other men? I think the, the ones that, that really kind of stand out are, are I, I've had one client basically share with me how after one conversation, like this was a really short-term client, we had one conversation and all of a sudden it changed the way he viewed his marriage to the point where his wife called me and she's like, I don't know what the heck you said to him, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And that was enough. That to me was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That, that, that hit a nerve somewhere. Yeah. And that those are the kinds of things that are important. I had another client really share like the difference when he started showing up more powerfully in the life of his kids that now his kids really started asking for him and were were eager to play with him whereas before they they didn't. They just wanted to hang around with the mom. And those are those are some really like personal stories of of guys that have kind of like made these these transformations in their personal life but how many of us let's take it for a second for health how many of us have heard the saying that oh i fell off the bandwagon again you know that that saying of you know i'm starting i'm starting i'm starting and i fell off and for lots of these guys that i work with the price that they pay for the success in their business is very often the, the distance in their family life and in their health. Those are the two places that I see suffer the most, their health and their, their family relationship. Because you know they're chasing the dollar, they're chasing the, the business because they want to provide all this stuff for their family. right? This, this, this concept of, oh, I got to give my family everything except the thing that they want most is you and it's the one thing you're not giving them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, that was exactly me five, six years ago. Right. And I think everybody goes through some levels of that mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. And whether we stay there or not, like there's obviously been periods in my, like to me, there have been periods in my life where I've wanted that I've realized, hey, I'm not being present. Right. And you have to be honest with yourself. Right. Because the truth is, you could probably fake it pretty good. And for a lot of guys, they've been faking it for a oh, long time. Yeah. yeah. Guys are great at that. They but think they're faking I, it. They think they're getting over on others, but they're not getting over on their wife and definitely not getting over on their kids. Their kids. Exactly. Sit. Right. And that's that's a big difference. Does that does that answer your, your question? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm just a sucker for those those. Uh, you know, good news stories and those phone calls from, <laughs> I actually had a, uh, a spouse call me and ask me to coach her husband. And I was like, well, you know, it doesn't quite work like that. Let him listen to the show a little bit and, and you know, see, get on my site and see if he can resonate with me. Um, right. You know, and I appreciate that. But, uh, you know, those calls from the, the family members to say, thank, I don't know. I, I don't know what you said to him, but thank you. That's right. all. I, that just makes my week, man. That's amazing. 
So, <laughs> yeah. so brother, we're at the point where we are going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that? Sure. Outstanding. So share with men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today. Okay. I'm going to share maybe the, the context or the framework that I share in my book that, that, and, and that is how to actively create a legacy that's purposeful and powerful. Perfect. Okay. So there are five steps. Step one is awareness. Number one, are you even aware of what legacy is and what it means to you? So just having that general awareness of what does your legacy really mean? Number two is create a vision for it. What does that vet, that legacy look like? And I use legacy because one thing that I've noticed is that it's easy to get lost in our own world, right? Mm-hmm. It's easy to, to when we're living our life, we, we only see through the lens of everything that's happening around us. And if we don't step away from that for a second, we fail to see everything else that's actually going on. And so our, our lens is actually tainted by just what we see in front of us. We're like horses with blinders on. And we're missing a lot of the world that adds a lot of richness and gives us a lot of data to create a more rich and powerful life. So stepping away and creating that vision of what would you like that legacy to look like? What do you, how do you want to impact people? What do you want people to be saying about you once you're gone? What do you want to leave for this world? How do you want to impact it? That's the kind of stuff you want to look for. Then get clear on your purpose. Your purpose is the driver. When things go bad, when things go good, it's the thing that's going to keep you moving. Most people think, oh, is that I don't have any motivation. Motivation is an external stimulus applied to you or something to get you to do something you don't really want to do. Inspiration, on the flip side, is coming from the inside out. Inspiration quite literally means to be filled with the spirit. And the way I kind of view it is imagine yourself as a, as a lighthouse, just bursting with light. That's what you want to feel. Like you want to feel like you're bursting out at the seams because this thing is driving you so passionately and so effectively. And then after you're clear on the vision, after you're clear on your purpose, the thing's going to drive you, you need to know, well, what's the process look like? And very similar to Stephen Covey's begin with the end in mind, you've already known what that is, so now you have to create the path, the process that leads up to it, that is aligned with it. And then finally, implementation, right? Start taking action. Not perfect action, just start taking action. And one of the things that, I guess one of the rules that I would use is when you start creating these actions you want to take, Start looking for ways to make them part of your life. In other words, how can you break it down to the least common denominator that it's something that you do daily, that it becomes part of you? And my one rule for making that successful is when you create these many habits, how do you create it in such a way that even on your worst day, you can still execute? Even on your worst day. That's the key right there because when you're thinking in these terms, you're in a good place. So from, ne- from a neuroscience perspective, you can't forward think. You can't self-actualize, think towards the future, create this greater and grander vision of yourself in the future when you're under threat or when you're in kind of like a dark place. You can't do that. Your brain doesn't do that. The only time you can do that is when you're in a good place. The problem is, is that we always, when we're in a good place, we always think we're in a good, we're always going to be in a good place. When we're in a bad place, we always think we're going to be in a bad place. And the truth is, none of them are going to last. You're going to have a good times until the bad times come, and they're going to have a bad times until the good times come, right? So when, the reason that I put in that one rule is because when you use the rule, even on my worst day, it allows you to be successful 
no matter what. Man, that that is extremely, extremely powerful, Mondo. And guys, listen, hit the little 15-second rewind button a couple times and go back and listen to everything Armando just said right there two or three times. Listen to it every day. Wake up in the morning and listen to that. And, of course, you know, make sure you get a hold of his book. And now I know the book's coming out, what, January 18th? Yeah, the, the book Yeah, the book is yeah. out January 18th. So by the time everybody listens to this, it should be out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's a good, yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's out already. So we're talking about The Legacy Code, uh, right. his book, The Legacy Code, Men, uh, Modern Men's Guide to Escape Obscurity and Live a Life Unleashed. Absolutely love it. Definitely going to get a hold of that book because I love everything you just said right there. And it is 100% in line with everything that I believe as well. So, you know, obviously you have many habits. You have your daily habits like everybody else does. What daily habits make the biggest impact in your life? I started, I'll tell you exactly how many days. I started doing something that has transformed everything for me. And it started uh, 593 days today to the date. From the, from the date of this recording, I have not missed a day in 593 days. And I started with five simple, st- five simple habits that have absolutely transformed my life, and I want to share them with you really quick. The first one was a 40-breath meditation. That literally means I sit down or I stand or I, as I'm running, I focus on breathing for 40 breaths, that they're focused breaths. That's it. That's what that means. It's simple. Even on my worst day, I can do that. Second thing, 10 minutes of movement. The way I describe or define movement is moving my body in such a way that excites, energizes, and heals my body. So some days it's lifting. Some days is running, some days is yoga, some days is, is, uh, is just stretching. But every day for the past 593 days, I've done a minimum of 10 minutes. And I'm going to tell you how that actually became something bigger. Um, the other ones that I've done is I make one video every single day. So I've made at least 593 videos um, I've, I've written 50 words minimum every single day, a post of some sort, something of like that, that is a focused, at least 50 words is what I did. Um, I've read five pages from a book every single day for the past 593 days. And I've reached out to three people every single day, three people for the, for the, for the past 593 days. Now, what, why, has, why have those, those, um, those habits changed my life? Number one, the meditation. It's created a space for me to, to, be, to spend time with me, which has opened its doors to other things. I now go to daily mass. I also pray more. I also just feel more at peace, right? But just with that one simple habit, it opened the doors for all these other things. The 10 minutes of movement, um, not only did that continue, I also started running again. And for the past 200, for the past counting today, 213 days I've run every day, right? And I started out as to see if I could run 30 minutes every day for 35 days. And then when I realized that I could, or when I when I did, I said, okay, I'm going to increase it 15 minutes. And starting Tuesday, I start running two hours every single day. I've been running the past few days, for the past 30 some 30 days, um, an hour 45. I've built up to this point, right? So those those simple, seemingly non-effective 10 minutes. Sometimes it was just stretching created the space, the momentum, and the habit to allow me to run the way I'm running now. The yeah. speak, speaking, in fr- speaking in front of the camera has helped me become a better speaker, a better communicator, 
be comfortable in front of the camera. And I've gotten a few uh, speaking engagements that have allowed me to feel extremely more confident standing on stage because I do it every single day. The writing, I never thought in my life I'd write a book. And when I decided I was going to write a book, I was like, oh, you know, maybe if I get to 100 pages, I'd be like really stretching it because how much could I really say? And when I started writing, it just started flowing to the point where the book is, you know, 215 pages. And I don't say that because I don't judge a book by the length of its pages, but it's just I never thought I'd be able to write that much, to be honest. Like I just I never had an affinity for running. Writing was very difficult for me. It's still very difficult for me, but I like the process and the struggle that I have to go through it because it gives me clarity. Um, reaching out to three people, I've connected with more people and met people like yourself. And just because I've made the effort to ask and reach out to people that are were strangers to me and start up conversations, I've learned so much from people. And I've created phenomenal network because of that. And then the books, you know, the simple fact that I read every single day, just it feeds my brain and my mindset with the things that I want to create for my life. And I am very much in charge of that because I'm in charge of what I put in my head at this point. So like those seemingly simple tasks that start off with a simple rule that what you can do on your worst day has actually transformed my life. And to the point where my wife said something that completely blew me away. She said to me, she goes, you know that ever since you started doing those habits, I feel safer, more stable, and more confident that you can take care of us because I know for a fact that you're gonna execute on those every single day and that consistency brings me peace. I was like, holy cow, I never, like that wasn't the intention of it, but it just blew me away the impact that something so seemingly simple can have on your life and the life of everyone around you. That right there, <clears throat> that comment that you just made right there goes back to what we were talking about earlier, about experiencing different things and then receiving an outcome or finding out things that you did not expect. And obviously right. you didn't expect that, but it made a huge impact on your wife. And I know for a fact that from all of that, you're in turn making a huge impact on other men and other people and other families for that matter. So, man, again, that's just amazing. And thanks for sharing that. I love everything that you just said. And it, it's not rocket science. It's very simple things that you're just taking action on. Right. So what are you, speaking of books, you know, you talked a lot about reading. What are you reading or what would you recommend that our abundant leaders read or listen to and why? Uh, let's see. Some really, okay, I'm going to give you the books that I think have for me as someone who's a creator. Like I, I feel myself as someone who creates. I like making things with my hand. I like the physical creation of things. So I embrace whether it's the writing or actually building stuff. My dad is a carpenter. So the idea of actually building uh, or creating something is something that really resonates. Stephen Pressfield's War of Art had a huge impact on me. It's a small book, but probably one of the most influential books for me. Yeah, I've got that one. I've got that one right here on my bookshelf. What else? Um... Uh, Discovering Happiness by Matthew Kelly. I think it's called that. Uh, the author's name is Matthew Kelly. Um, it's great. I it just, it's a great book to me. It it really opened my eyes to a lot of things that the way we operate. Right? He he operates under the assumption of we were designed to be our greatest and grandest selves, and so. We are actually made for happiness, yet we live our lives in contrary to that. We do the things or don't do the things that actually create happiness in our life. And so he talks a lot about that. And I, I felt like 
I, I felt like that to me was a really uh, important book for me. And I'll give you one more. Um, actually, I'm uh, I'm reading one right now, and it is called. What is the book that I'm currently reading right now? I'm horrible with names, so I'm, that's why I'm trying to pull it up and actually give you what it's actually called. Mm. Okay, it's called Freelance to Freedom. Mm. And by Vincent uh, Pugliese, I think it's his name. Yeah, Pugliese. Yeah, look that up. yeah, freelance to freedom. It's a very, very, very uh, easy to read book. He's got a great sense of humor. It's his story of becoming completely debt free and embracing the lifestyle of a freelancer. We hear all about um, being an entrepreneur, and everyone glorifies that. But the truth is, not everyone's designed for that. Correct. And so yeah. he really kind of brings to life the concept of being a freelancer and embracing that, what that really means and don't, you know, don't go against that grain and the power of the freedom of not being in debt. And so he just actually recently launched it and he's in, on a world, on a, on, a, on a U.S. tour. He took his family and they're doing like a huge, massive road trip all around the U.S., kind of promoting the book and just experiencing the, the U.S. So I just really resonated with his approach and how he's doing things. So I, I would definitely recommend it to anyone, you know, that feels kind of, especially if you feel stuck in in your job and feel like you've kind of hit a plateau, you know, he kind of walks you through what, how to start like a side business and making the side business grow to the point where, that's the thing that eventually fuels you and it doesn't have that, that cap that perhaps your current job may have. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that, Armando. And guys, you don't have to worry about writing all that down. As usual, I'll have all that listed out in the show notes at menofabundance.com. Just search Armando in the search bar and you'll find it. It'll pop right up. Now, Armando, normally right here I'll ask the question, what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of abundance? But we'll get to the same place by asking you, more specifically because one of the things that you do is you have a unique approach to helping guys strip through the clutter uh, both internally and externally that is really stopping men from showing up daily in their greatest and grandest um, version of who they are for themselves for their family and for their legacy so my question is what is that clutter what is it that's holding you know basically stripping what do you do to strip away that clutter and what is that clutter that's holding these guys back so the the clutter really becomes the the judgment or the fronting or the mass that we put in front of us instead of actually being clear on how to be actually authentic and what I mean by that is an analogy that I like to give is the way the way that I, this process works and the visual that I get is the one of uh, Michelangelo and the, the sculpture of David. And, you know, the, the sculpture of David is considered one of the top three statues or masterpieces in that kind of art form in all the world. And you're talking about how many hundreds of years back it was created right so the famous michelangelo created it and they asked michelangelo how did you create such a masterpiece and he said i removed everything that wasn't michelangelo he was always there i'm sorry that wasn't david he said it he was always there i just removed everything that was blocking it and i feel like that's the process that i take men you like you're not broken you don't need more things. Mm. And that's that's a concept that I think men have to get more clarity around. It's, it's not when I get this, then I'll be this. It's mm. like, no, no, you have everything that you need to be great right now. The issue is, what are the things blocking that greatness 
from being shown to this world. If you have a light and you throw a whole bunch of rags and clothes on top of it, it's still shining under there. You just can't see it. So the process and your job or my job as a coach is to help you start removing those layers that are blocking that light until that light shines brightly. And that, to me, is probably one of the most uh, or one of the, the the most difficult things that I think a lot of men have to deal with is they feel that they have to present themselves in this way, and what ends up happening is that they don't let the world see who they truly are. And at the end of the day, that's actually more valuable than any mask or any fronting that you start doing because you're never going to you're never going to be the greatest you without actually being you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that seems pretty normal or pretty pretty obvious, but the way we live that out is not so much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So many guys wear that mask and I think of um Lewis Howes' latest book, uh, Masks of Masculinity. Uh, that we just wear and for no good reason. Uh, and you just got to strip that away. Absolutely love that analogy too. So what does living a life of abundance mean to you, Armando? It means clearly showing up and communicating to this world you. You. And I, and I say that not from a self-centered place, because I, but I believe that when men show up in abundance, when you show up, in abundance, you all of a sudden are a better man, husband, father. I believe if men show up in their in their relationships in that way, in their business in that way, in their health in that way, in the way they contribute in that way, they built more connected, more cohesive, more loving families. And families that bond like that start creating more connective and cohesive and stronger communities that help raise the level of, I'm going to use the word of awesomeness mm-hmm. <laughs> in this world. I love it. You know, there's a lot of negativity in this world. And I truly believe that if men started showing up like that, they can be that, uh, that starting domino that really elevates a more abundant and a more, uh, growth-minded world that's actually a positive place as opposed to one that is just constantly surrounded in this negativity and you know this lack of values that we see constantly on the news now granted that's what they that's what they focus on reporting it's not Mm -hmm. that there's no, no good stuff but it's just i just believe that the world is gonna be a much better place when men start showing up abundantly and showing up and being very clear on what their visions are, clear on the the direction that they need to take for that, and they use their values to help them guide and navigate with that. I, I you know I use the analogy that your values are like a compass, right? A compass allows you to l- know which directions you're going, right? But it's only good for if you have a place, a destination you're going, right? Because yeah, I was telling you you're going north, but what does north mean in relation to, to, to nothing? It doesn't mean anything other than it's going north, unless what you want is knowing that, hey, your destination is northeast. Okay, well, then I need to start shifting in that direction. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely makes sense. And I like that you brought up the fact about the, the news. Guys, if you you know shut off the news and walk out in your community, you'll realize that some of the stuff that you find on the news that's so negative is contrary to what's actually going on in your community, especially when you go out there yourself and make a difference. Uh, so I'm glad that you brought that up as well when we're talking about the negativity in the world because the fact of the matter is there's not nearly as much negativity in the world as a lot of people are led to believe. There's much more positive and much more abundance in the world. And that's the whole purpose for me being here is to prove that to you. And there's data. That's why I always recommend the abundance, the book written by uh, Peter Diamandis, because mm. it proves that with data. Um, so, brother, we have talked about a lot of subjects today. We have you just laid down some amazing action steps and again guys go back and listen to those action steps again but what did we not talk about that you want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation yeah i i would i would i want to kind of circle back to simplicity simplicity 
and consistency will transform your life, okay? We, as men, try to complicate stuff. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we try to complicate it. So whatever you're thinking, stop for a second and strip it down to its simplest. And then be consistent at that for days, months, years, decades. And if you can do that, I guarantee you, you will, like, the, the, tra the, tr the transformation that your life will take is something that you won't even be able to imagine. So simplify things and focus on the consistency. You're Absolutely. not going to notice it. You're not yeah. going to notice it at the beginning. Those tasks that are simple, that are done consistently, if you miss a day, you're never going to notice it's mm -hmm. just as easy to do them as not to do them. Actually, there's another book that I want to throw in there that had a big impact on me. It was called The Slight Edge, mm -hmm. and it talks a lot about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Olson, I think it is. Yeah. Um, goodness, I got that one on my bookshelf as well. Yeah. The Slight Edge is yeah. another one that, that really... I think it was first name. Yeah. So... Sorry, that was that, that's what I would say. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. That's a, a, a great book as well. Uh, another perfect for the example you're just talking about right there. So um, we're, we are going to have armandocruz.com linked up in the show notes. We will, and from there you can get the link to the book, which is actually legacycodebook.com. We're going to have all that linked up in the show notes. How else can our guys get a hold of you? I think those would be the best places. Uh, you know, I'm on Twitter. I'm on actually. I'm. I have a Twitter, and I occasionally jump on there. I spend most of my time, <laughs> if from a social media perspective, either on on Facebook. It's just it. It's the one that kind of appeals to me. I feel like it's it's homey, mm -hmm. <laughs> if you call yeah, it. Yeah. I feel the other ones just kind of are all over the place for me. Sometimes I'm on Instagram. I'm on all of those, so but if you go to armandocruz.com, you'll be able to find you know my social media stuff, uh, like you said, the legacy code book for the book, and you know I'm giving away a few a few extra bonuses if you go through that through that website. Um, I think that'll be really fun. One of them is I'm I haven't shot it yet, so regardless, one, if you go through the website. Once it's up and running, I will send it out. But one of the things that I want to do is, I don't know if you've ever experienced, or, or you know, I don't watch TV now. We haven't watched, we haven't had a TV in the house for like I don't know how many years. But um, I always find it really valuable when they when they do those those special segments called like the behind the music or behind like the behind the scenes mm, where yeah. you actually get to see like what led up to what were the 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 artist thinking and when they were writing this like what's the real meaning behind it and when you have that context it completely transforms the way you look at that piece whether it's a piece of music or uh, a film or a book and so one of the things that we're finishing editing is a kind of like a behind the scenes of my wife and I being interviewed about the process of the book so my wife played a big role in the book because I wrote it. I did everything for it. That being said, my wife knows what I'm trying to say and oftentimes can distinguish whether I'm actually saying it or not. So she's really helped edit it to help me say what I want to say. And so we did an interview series of what the process of writing the book was and how it affected our marriage, our communication, you know, you know, things that stand out. There was a point in the book where I had stopped writing the book and actually the, the, the book that I was telling you about, The Happiness Book by Matthew Kelly, he talks about people always say they're going to write a book and he has a publishing company and he goes, and then I never hear from them. And that day I posted a video on Facebook or I posted a, a post on Facebook and I said, I'm giving myself, it was 10 days to finish this book. And I said, here's, a, I had a picture of uh, several hundred dollar bills. And I said, if 
I don't have it by this day. If you post a comment, I forgot what it was, or I, oh, that's what it was. I posted it. If you if you write on the comment section, I want the legacy code book. In the comment section, if I have not fulfilled it by this day, in other words, if I haven't sent this out to my publisher by this day, I'm going to send everybody who puts a comment a hundred dollars. So I did this instinctually. I did not tell my wife this. Mm. All of a sudden, I start getting text messages from people who are like, your wife is going to kill you. She said, Have you seen how many comments? I was over, over $5,000 in the hole from people putting comments. And it's not that they wanted me to fail. Like most people were like, hey, you can keep your money, but I want to make sure you succeed. Um, there were some people that just said it. You know, nobody was like, like vicious about it, but there were processes in the creation of the book like that that she was like, I can't believe you did that. She goes, <laughs> and to make matters worse, the 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 ten day um, the ten day uh, like uh, the expiration date on this was in the middle of our summer vacation, so <laughs> wow. so I had to wake up early in the morning before everybody was awake, and I would finish it so that I wouldn't disrupt our vacation. In other words, so I wasn't not participating in our vacation. And uh, I got it done beforehand. Everybody was relieved, especially my wife and especially myself. Yeah. Because, you know, I didn't want to have to pay out $5,000 in money that because I wasn't executing and doing what I wasn't doing or what I said I was going to do. So yeah. different things like that, that I that those are the kinds of experiences that sometimes that I put myself in. Man, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, brother, this has been one hell of a conversation. I got so much out of it myself. I will look forward to editing this and then going back and listening to it a couple times myself. And uh, guys, if you want this level of coaching and you want to uh, reach that level of success that you've been looking for in whatever part of the life that Armando can help you with, definitely reach out. If he resonates with you, then this is the guy you want to communicate with. Go watch his videos. And just like with any other coach, guys, if you're going to consider working with a coach, Always, always, always look into their, if they have books out, videos, any kind of correspondence they have out there, go get to know who they are before you push the button or send the money or do whatever it is you have to do to work with that individual because you want to make sure that that person is a person you completely resonate with. So Armando, I've greatly appreciated your time and the conversation and man, just go out and live your life of abundance and keep paying it forward. Thank you. Aloha. Guys, as you often hear me say, collect experiences, not stuff. Those are not just words. I live by that. And don't get me wrong, I like nice things, I like my toys, but if I have to make a decision between one or the other, I choose experiences with my family over everything else. And I want my boys to experience as much as they possibly can. So I encourage them to do the same thing. And I encourage you to do the same thing. It's really not that difficult. Every single week, every weekend, at least once a month, experience something new in your life. It will truly give you a better perspective on life in itself. It'll give you a better understanding of your own life. And it will greatly enhance your life and your family life. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.